everyone, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, Ariel, and me, Raylene. Hello. Beautiful. Raylene, I am in such a good mood today. Oh. I am in such a good mood. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) I had such a fun night last night because you and I played Portal 2. We did. For the first time ever. It was downright ridiculous. Hysterical. Yes, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was hysterical. I have played it before. I've sort of played it twice. It was one oh. of the first games I ever got on my brother's PS4, like way back in the day. Oh, interesting. Um, and so I played it a bit then. And then like a decade later, Connor and I played it like uh, a year or two ago. Yeah. I think we beat it, actually. Now that I'm thinking back to I'm like, why do we stop playing? I th- I'm like, I think I think we did the whole thing. Yeah. But it's been long enough that the puzzles, I've forgotten how to solve all of them. Perfect. Like I, I go into a room and I'm like, oh, God. What now? And we accidentally <laughs> oh God, got stuck no. in a loop of doing like mini levels yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. I flicked a switch and something happened. And we did like nine <laughs> little baby levels. And so it was fun. It was good practice. It was so fun. But like, just imagine Raylene and me trying to solve elaborate puzzles <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> Oh, we're like shooting lasers through portals oh, we had men doing all sorts of crazy things it was, it was so, so fun. fun and then after that it was already late it was like midnight when by the time we yeah. finished or like 11 12 i went upstairs and my boyfriend was playing connor he was playing um minecraft with his best friends oh. And I've been playing Minecraft with them lately. So my so Connor was like, you know, join in. So I was like, okay. So I just played Minecraft for a few hours. Oh my and God. then it was like 2 a.m. And we were like, oh, God, we're so tired. We fell asleep. <laughs> I woke up and the sun was shining. And like the last couple of days have been really sunny. Mm-hmm. And even though it's really cold, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that it's sunny. I love that weather. Cold and sun difference. is my yes. favorite. Yes, it's just fresh and alive, and it feels like spring is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I finished reading my graphic spoilers for what's to come, but Ooh. I also finished <laughs> reading my graphic novel today. And I've just, life feels pretty good <laughs> in this moment. That and I just want to emphasize life has not been feeling good lately yeah. for me. So I'm just like, today's a good day. You know, you got to acknowledge when the days are good. Yep. <sighs> Raylene, <laughs> something very good happened to you yesterday. That is Shall true. We, can we tell the people? I think so. I won't give too many details because mm-hmm. it's a secret. But yes. yesterday I went wedding dress <gasps> shopping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I was dreading going wedding dress shopping because I was yeah. like, I'm not going to find what I want. And I'm going to have to go to a million different stores and it's going to cost me so much money and I just don't want to do it. And because I have a very specific idea in my head of like, this is what I really don't want and whatever. So I went with a few of my friends and this is the first time I've gone shopping. We went to one store yesterday. I tried on three dresses and they just got better and better as I tried on a new yeah. dress. Like the first one, I was like, oh, I love this. And then I put on the second one and I was like, wait a minute. No, I, I don't care about the first one anymore. This one's way better. <laughs> and then I tried on the third one and everybody was like, 
oh my god like everybody was just <laughs> so excited because they're like this is clearly the one and i was like yes yeah. it is clearly the one like it was it's just spectacular perfect. but now it's i've got perfect. it i've got it hanging my closet isn't like high up enough to like accommodate the length of the dress so it's kind of, of just course. like half hanging half lying down Very in dramatic. my closet <laughs> but i can just see it over there it's hiding in its bag but yeah it was very exciting and it was on clearance which was exciting the lady showed me three clearance dresses i was like i am not paying like eighteen hundred dollars for a dress that is just not gonna happen <laughs> so that was really nice too I got yeah i mean it's off. awesome because like we were saying i don't know obviously and i think everyone listening to this podcast will agree but like the wedding industry is a, a scam it's yeah, a it's giant insane, scam and this is why I end. didn't want to do it. <laughs> like, I'm right, like, right. I wanted to try and bypass as much of it as possible. Like the idea that those dresses you showed, because Raylene's obviously sent me many, many photos of each dress she tried on. Um, the idea that those are like last season or two seasons ago, yeah. and so they're on clearance is that's just a myth. What, what are we talking about? Like they're just stunning dresses. Like exactly. wedding dresses should kind of be timeless, right? So absolutely. Like I, I don't know what the, I don't dress. have no idea what the trends are, and because I don't no, follow them, I don't care. I yeah, just I like what exactly. I like. <laughs> it's a beautiful dress. I cannot wait to see like the photos on the wedding day and everything. Oh, mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten experience. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> well, okay. I guess we should dive into the episode now Yeesh. that everyone knows all of our good good news yeah we're we're <laughs> walking on clouds right now <laughs> um all right we have a we have a fun episode today we are going to be re uh recommending books about nature we're going to be casting helena bonham carter in some <sighs> book to movie i'm so excited for that <laughs> i have some some of the best book news I've had in a while. Like, Ooh. I just, I think the, the news I found is really interesting and strange. Yeah. Um, but before we jump into all that good stuff, we are going to talk about what we've been reading. Um, oh, also, stay tuned because we're going to be announcing the winner of the Flight of the Albatross giveaway. Yes. That'll be, that'll come up mid-episode. So, it's a, it's a jam-packed one. I'm excited. You're excited. Raylene's excited. <laughs> Let's do it. Raylene, do you have anything you want to review this week? Did you finish anything? I did, actually. So later when we talk about what we're currently reading, because spoiler alert, we're currently buddy reading a book. We'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. But we are reading that book kind of slowly. So I was like, I need to Very have slowly. a backup book. I need something else to read. Yes. And I, for the life of me, could not figure out what I was in the mood for. Because all I wanted to do was read the book that we're buddy reading, but we're reading it in sections. So I had to like, hold back. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just was like, <laughs> looked at my shelves. I'm like, what's something completely random that won't like, detract from the novel we're reading and won't be like too mm -hmm. similar to it, you know, and kind of confuse me. So I picked something that's the total opposite. And that is The Skin We're In by Desmond Cole. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I bought this probably in 2020, honestly, and I've been meaning <laughs> to read it since then. And now just felt like the perfect time because I feel like nonfiction, like I'm almost always in the mood for it it's not really like mm. fiction where you have to be in a specific mood for it i don't know i find sure, that i can sure. just i can easily just pick up a nonfiction book and be like let's go and um since it is black history month i felt like now was an especially good time to finally pick this up and it's by a canadian author which it, it just like was a whole bunch of things that were really working for me and i really yeah. enjoyed it it was it was really interesting because it covers so many different topics. Like the book isn't completely just about police brutality in Canada and stuff like that. Like there's sure. chapters on immigration and and there's also a section on like 
pride and the LGBT mm. community and how it intersects with the black community in like Toronto specifically, but also in Canada. Mm. And I just love that it was kind of all over the place, which I, I didn't know what to expect when I was going into it, but it essentially yeah. takes place over a year kind of is the way that it's framed. So it's like in January, this is what happened. And then like in, uh, in February, okay. this is something else. And Desmond Cole is a uh, journalist or he used to work at the Toronto Star and he did mm. a, um, a column there. And then things kind of went sour there. And so he kind of went on to do his own thing. And okay. I think he's a, re a really cool guy. I didn't really know anything about him before reading this book, but very interesting guy and yeah it was a really great book i really enjoyed it so i'm glad that i finally read it it's quite short so it didn't take me very long to read and i actually mm. listened to it a little bit on audiobook which was also good it was mm. read by the author so i recommend it awesome yeah that's really cool i again i'm also very happy that you read a book you already own because i know that that's your mission that's exactly your so mission. far i'm doing really well i've only yeah. read one non-owned book so far and that was bad blood which i also finished i guess i can briefly mention that i also really enjoyed that book it was oh, yeah i wanted to i actually really wanted to know what you thought of that book. yeah please let me know yeah it was fantastic. Just like I said when I first started it, like it was yeah. just so easy to listen to and such an interesting story. And now somebody actually commented, I think on Patreon or maybe it was Instagram, but there's a podcast called The oh. Dropout, which is potentially what like the the movie or the show, whatever it is, might is I think might be partly based on the information in the podcast as well, because it seems to really be like a deep dive and it's like continuing to this day like there's in you know the podcast talks well, about like yeah, the trial and stuff so uh, yeah. i'm really excited to listen to, uh, <laughs> yeah so i really want to listen to that podcast now to know more because this book came out a couple of years ago so it's not fully up to date right so i'm like sure, i want to sure. know all of the information <laughs> did you watch the trailer not yet i've been meaning to oh, okay, but okay. i haven't done it yet i want you to watch the trailer because i want to know what you think i um I looked at photos of like Amanda Seyfried like next to the actual woman mm -hmm. and and like then watched like an, a little clip from the actual woman and yeah. I think Amanda Seyfried's doing a really good job oh, of cool. sort of becoming that character um Ooh. And it's just fun watching like the trailer was fun because obviously it's it works as a book trailer to that book as well. It's just like yeah. non-fiction. It's just a story of it. But it's like watching the good intentions of maybe this could be a really cool technology oh exactly and then just like whoosh that just spirals down exactly it goes so nuts yikes and it's like oh my god <laughs> you, you had a good idea but you executed it in such a terrible <laughs> terrible way <laughs> yeah you made bad decision after bad decision mm -hmm. Woo. um yeah i was when you were on the last episode when you mentioned that you were reading it yeah i was like I don't I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but then you were like, I don't actually know what happens in this in real life. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a good thing that you just said that because I was about to spoil that she's like been convicted and about to go to jail. Yeah, I mean, I had a feeling that's where it was going. But sure, totally. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad I didn't accidentally spoil it. Um, OK, well, when it comes to books I finished, boy, do I have a tale to tell. Oh, my God. Okay. I finished Ballad for <gasps> Sophie. Yes uh written authored by philip mello and illustrated by juan cavia so obviously i've been reading this for a few weeks and that's kind of misleading like i haven't been reading it for a few weeks i started <laughs> it started a few, started weeks, a few ago. weeks ago yeah then i like and i read for an hour and then 
a couple like a week later i re- sat down and finally read another for another half hour and then today i sat down and i read for maybe another 45 minutes and finished it yes <sighs> i really put a lot of hype into this book yeah I? I i'm was like, this very interested be to the see the greatest graphic novel of all time <laughs> this is going to become a new favorite is it going to live up to the expectations and I think actually on the last episode, I TBR challenged myself to finally finish yeah. it for today. I am here to report that this might be the best graphic novel oh. I've ever read. Oh my God. It is absolutely a five out of five stars. And it is absolutely a new favorite book of mine. Oh, thank God. I am obsessed with this graphic novel. And I will now never shut up about it. <laughs> everyone better it's get good ready. though to have a new book to to yes. hype especially because i had never heard of it before you bought me it neither. and i'm sure a lot of people me had the same experience neither. like i've never yes. even seen that book i know so it's exciting that you found something so cool i know i'm just so excited about when i look at it and when i think about it i feel giddy on the inside i'm just like oh, oh i'm so glad this is exists and it's in my life and now everyone listening can also pick it up so i will say I think just because of the association with picture books and how a lot of the books we read when we're kids have drawings, illustrations, and pictures in them, I think a lot of people think that graphic novels are maybe for kids or can be for kids. Mm -hmm. This does have explicit content in it Um, because that really is just kind of... I don't know, an assumption, but so many graphic novels are for adults or are purely yeah, gra- like, I was going to say graphic, as in graphic. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that is a small warning. Don't buy this for your eight-year-old. I mean, buy whatever you want for your eight-year-old, but like make sure you're okay with a bit of nudity and some pretty intense drug use moments. <laughs> for your eight-year-old? Yeah, for your eight-year-old, probably not. You do you, but I just wanted to let you know. But yes, okay, so here's the situation. The story, because obviously before I didn't fully know what the story is about. Now I feel like I can properly explain what the story is about. Yeah. So we have this pianist who is very old kind of uh nearing the end of his life in this old big mansion and this young journalist comes up to his house knocks on the door and says i would like to interview you for my newspaper you know i'm like a budding journalist Mm -hmm. this would be a really big piece for me i would really appreciate it and he says no i never do interviews get out of my house and so (laughs) i think i mentioned this already but she sleeps on his doorstep that night and the next morning it's like a really cute funny scene like he opens the door and he's like okay come on in like you like you've worn me down get in here i'll talk to you (laughs) And I think sort of because she's very charming and also because he's just kind of reaching the end of his life, he starts fully telling his life story. So that's kind Mm. of the frame of it. And it's such a fun frame. It's sort of like what we were talking about with Eileen. It's like an older person telling the story of what happened to them throughout their life. Um, So that was one element I really enjoyed because we would like cut to the past and see him as a young musician, but then we'd cut back to the present and we'd see him as an old man talking to her. And there's all these mysteries, like he's missing two fingers on his hand, so he clearly doesn't play anymore, but we don't know why that and i i noticed that like while i was reading at the beginning no one mentioned it no one talked about it It was like but i was like does that 
that kind of looks like he's missing two fingers. And then I was like, yeah, no, he definitely is. I was like, so something wow. must have happened. Like what? So it was like there was not only um, story clues about these interesting things that may be happening, but also mm-hmm. illustrated clues, which Visual I think. Visual clues, uh, but nobody talks exactly, about. Exactly, which is that. what I'm talking about. Like this is so masterfully done. The illustrations yeah. were masterfully done. The story was. So the story really is about him as a musician and I, I wanted, when I was thinking about how I would review it for both you and the podcast, I was like, there's definite similarities to Albatross and Ooh. to the Queen's Gambit. <gasps> and so what I mean about this is sort of you have a young ingenue, right? You have mm-hmm. a young prodigy, someone who is really talented and good at something, but is also kind of tortured because of yeah. it. And it's so exciting and chilling and devastating. Um, The way that his story goes sort of more reminds me of like Albatross, where it's like everyone is kind of using him and he's Mm -hmm. just sort of swept up in the fame of it all. And he sort of doesn't even love the music anymore. And he like, this is why he turns to drugs and he just becomes sort of an addict for... But it's all told in this beautiful, beautiful illustration style. So you're just so captivated by the drawings, so captivated by the different characters in the different phases of his life. And there was genuinely fantastic plot twists where I I gasped. I did my gasping while reading a graphic novel situation. At one point today, I literally went, no. I absolutely loved it. But it also had some brevity, some lightness. There was some funny pages, some jokes. Like, he's a pretty sarcastic main character because he's, like, an old Mm -hmm. man, like, telling about his life. So he's just like, ah, you young whippersnapper. That kind of vibe occasionally, (laughs) which is really funny. Um, I sent Raylene some uh, photos on my phone of, like, this part where he adopts a cat that was adorable. So so it just really had a great blend of things. But it was such a beautifully told story i could really tell that it was a story someone had been thinking about for years do you know what i mean yeah like they, they had it all figured they out. they had it all exactly they had it all figured out they knew the story they were out to tell and they told it really well and they had let it really develop to be something really full and interesting um it says in the back of the book because like i was obviously i i like reading everything like i'll read the acknowledgements the biographies. (laughs) it says in the biographies under both of them like for philip mello it says he frequently works with uh, juan cavia with whom he has published several graphic novels and then under juan cavia's it says he frequently works with philip mello with whom he has published several graphic (laughs) novels so it says they've published several graphic novels together and i'm like Uh oh okay i'm going to have to look into this immediately um but the final element i wanted to just mention is that there's a song that is written so the um right. author philip mello is also a musician and he wrote a song called ballad for sophie that you can like listen to online it's on spotify or whatever so if you i already knew about this because i had been poking around at the end and stuff and i saw that there was a little link to the song on spotify right. so i like oh i was like oh, okay so i scanned it on my app and it played and i was like oh i actually love the song 
So as I was reaching the end of the book, the name, the, the, that song, Ballad for Sophie, becomes an important part of the plot. And I was like, oh, I'm cool. like literally in the last six pages. I'm going to play the song. So oh. I played <laughs> the song as I, list, I read the last few pages. And the tone it set made me want to cry. I was like, it was so perfect <laughs> for this last climax of the book like the last few pages with the song he wrote and all of i'm just like it's too much (laughs) (laughs) it became a multimedia experience that's incredible (sighs) i loved it so much really i well loved it i think everybody listening is about to go out and buy that book and i want to buy that book but (laughs) i can't i'm not allowed we're not allowed. allowed we're not buying books this month um have we really talked about our frugal February project? No, that we would be should. kind of fun to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Especially since mine got out of control and I kind of busted it because I bought a wedding dress <laughs> yesterday. But. <laughs> Not very frugal of you. <laughs> no. So in January, I was collecting my information for my taxes. Uh, mm. <laughs> what a pivot change from that beautiful very book exciting. <laughs> to my taxes. Taxes. And it's just a nightmare. Uh, taxes for self-employed people, it's a nightmare because it doesn't get subtracted yeah. from your monthly salary or anything. So at the end mm-hmm. of the year, you're just like, oh, great. <laughs> I have to give <laughs> the Canadian government this much money. And whew, is that a lot? So anyways, I was like getting kind of stressed about money. And I was like, you know, I'd love to just do a month where all I do is save money. Like I don't mm-hmm. spend outside of necessities. And I messaged Raylene and I was like, Raylene, would you want to do like a month with me? Because I thought it would be a lot more fun and probably a lot more successful if I did it with a friend, if it was not yes. just me doing it on my own. So I asked exactly. you if you were interested in it and you were like 100%, partly because you just moved. So you were like, I'd also love to save some money and mm-hmm. kind of recover from my move and everything. Um, and just kind of as a way for us to set new habits for the rest of the year. So, yeah, like I definitely want to keep doing some of the things that we've exactly. been doing. Exactly. So you and me decided on some rules. Like, number one, we could use gift cards because gift cards are free money. They're like people gave them to you so that you wouldn't have to spend money. So exactly. you, I know how to gift card to Starbucks. I actually had some gift cards to Chapters Indigo, which I haven't used yet. So I might not actually. That's amazing. Up. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I just didn't end up going anywhere near a Chapters or an Indigo. Uh, except for once and i forgot them (laughs) damn it (laughs) but that's great and i love that you know you have the self-restraint to be like well i don't have my gift cards yeah i I truly did not buy anything and it was very very difficult um but yes we also said like obviously we're allowed to get groceries and stuff but we're not allowed to do takeout we're allowed to buy coffee as a grocery for our house but we're not allowed to buy grocery or sorry buy uh coffee from starbucks or tim hortons because that's not a yeah. necessity um, exactly everything ends up costing more if you yeah do it <laughs> so then at the end of the month so today when we're recording it's february 20th but at the end of the month or right at the beginning of march we're gonna do a little call and we're just gonna talk about like what areas did we realize we're spending a lot of money on and what was the hardest thing not to spend money on one thing i'm keeping is a list of things i would have bought if we (laughs) and that list is insane it's like an absolutely insane list and that's really what's making me realize like wow if you don't think about your spending it's pretty easy to just spend right yeah exactly it's like oh i have the money to buy it so yeah. why not buy so it? why wouldn't i that's buy it? not always a good reason <laughs> no no it is not so yeah we've been doing this project but obviously in terms of the podcast the main thing is that we're not buying books 
or what we're not supposed to. So the ones that you got last week or whatever were ones you'd already ordered beforehand they just yeah they arrived. were pre-purchased <laughs> um and i actually have two books to haul today but it's <gasps> only because oh um connor got them to me for me for valentine's day so it was like Perfect. a present mm-hmm. so this was really exciting let me let me tell let me take you on a journey raylene okay because <laughs> okay, this sort of relates to my book news as well so i'm gonna link back to mm. this a little bit but me CJ, who edits the podcast, my brother, and Connor, my boyfriend, all decided to read The Hobbit and <laughs> The Lord of the Rings saga over the following months. We ha- were Interesting. Yeah. I was just thinking about jumping back okay. into Lord of the Rings as well. We're, we're strapping in. And we realized none of us had copies of The Hobbit. Um I have a copy of The Hobbit, but it was given to me by my dad, and it's this really old copy that I don't actually really want to read because I'm scared it's going to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'd really love to get a new copy. Um, I can't because I forgot my gift cards. And so Connor was like, okay, I will gladly Damn get it. you that as a Valentine's present. So I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. So we went to... We actually ended up going to three different st- Was it three different or two different? It was really fun. We were just driving around the city looking for co- copies of The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that journey. Um, and I ended up getting this edition. So, Oh, wow. I know. It's a technically a children's edition. I was just thinking it looks like a kid's book. Yes. It's illustrated it's by Jemima Catlin. It's got like shiny... Um, coppery finish on the front and then it's got all of these new illustrations on the inside is it glossy paper it is glossy paper okay looks fantastic it feels very (laughs) fancy but also very approachable and cute and fun have you read the hobbit Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool yeah i actually had to read it in high school once for a class oh that's cool Yeah, my grade nine English teacher was a huge nerd, and so we read The Hobbit. (laughs) They were like, if I'm going to have to sit through this class, we're at least going to read the books I like. (laughs) So we're going to Exactly. He also had Spider-Man posters in his classroom. He sounds like the (laughs) cool teacher. That really sets the tone. (laughs) Yeah, he was cool. Um, But yeah, so this is such a lovely edition, and I'm on page three. 30 wait yes nope 25 i'm on page 25 so that's kind of funny because i'm kind of have a big mixture of book haul and currently reading here um yeah i was like hang on you're reading this you're reading something else that i don't know about that's exciting so i'm in the middle of reading the hobbit and i am slowly going to be reading this with because similar to like the one you and me are currently reading Mm-hmm. Like me, CJ and Connor are all kind of busy. And so we're just going to slowly make our way through this and slowly make our way through the Lord of the Rings over the next period. But this is so much fun. And I have read The Hobbit before, but it's fun to revisit it and to have the new mm-hmm. illustrations. But then, so that was the only book we went in to get. But we were just, I was just oh. walking around and I literally screeched to a halt. <laughs> Other things, you literally screeched. <laughs> I kind of went. I, I kind of. I yelped because <laughs> I saw pure color by Sheila oh, Hetty. Look at it. Oh man! Look at it. Oh, it's so good. It is so pretty. So, you, uh, everyone listening, may recall this is one of my most anticipated books of the year. Sheila Hetty wrote Motherhood, uh, which I really love, and both of these books 
are absolutely not Raylene books. I started reading this just like the, you know, like reading, looking at the first few pages. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Raylene would hate this book. <laughs> but that's good to know. I won't even bother Don't trying even to read that it. book. Don't you even know? attempt it. I mean, maybe I'll get to the end and I'll be like, oh, no, you, you actually will like it. But I do not believe so. Um, I feel seen. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's be- I think it's really beautiful. And I'm so excited about it. And, like, here's the first line. After God created the heavens and the earth, he stood back to contemplate creation, like a painter standing back from the canvas. This is the moment we're living in, the moment of God standing back. I love that. And I'm like, Raylene's, like, looking at her desk. She's picking up dust off of her desk. She literally got distracted by dust. That's more interesting than this first line. (laughs) Just getting rid of that. (laughs) i love it i'm super excited to read it and it was so it was in the bookstore like a few days before it actually came out which is why i was thinking i'm like i don't i didn't remember when it was coming out but i felt like it wasn't yet i know so anyways i'm so excited to have that and i am excited to have my pretty new copy of the hobbit and thank you to Mm -hmm. connor for the valentine's presents um (laughs) so i'm currently reading the hobbit I'm currently also reading, I feel like I'm, I mean, who's surprised, but I feel like I'm currently reading a million things. Um, it's true. But I finished are. Ballad for Sophie. So at least that's something. Uh-huh. And like I said, yes, I'm partway into The Hobbit, but you and me are also partway into Pachinko. Ooh. So let's talk yes. about that a bit. Yeah. So this is a book that I think is a mashed potato book for both of us. Definitely. We've been wanting to read it for a while. I personally have been scared to read it because one, it's it's big. not like thin. It's not a short book. It's a big boy. And secondly, it's historical fiction, mm-hmm. which usually I do not like. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I just feel this, I felt this pull to this yeah. book. I mean, it's it has received the most outstanding reviews ever since it came out. And it... Oh, it was a finalist for the National Book Award. It didn't win it, though. But I've just been, like, wanting to read it for so long, but I've also been so scared of it for some reason. And we decided that we wanted to buddy read it. But since it is quite long, you were like, oh, like, the last few buddy reads we've done, like, I accidentally kind of speed through books because that's just what I do. (laughs) And and it's not good. It's not good for the buddy read. So we decided (laughs) that we would read it over the span of six weeks. Yeah. Which sounds kind of crazy, but I actually really like the pace for this. That means we read 80 pages per week. Yes. So it even if you don't have a lot of time to read anything at all, like at least you, you'll have probably enough time to read 80 pages. Yeah, it's basically, what is that? Oh God, my math is going to fail me, but that's like 12 pages a day. So that's nothing. And obviously what we're yeah. actually going to be, what we've been doing probably, I, I, I guess I'm speaking for you, but it's just like two or three sittings because oh definitely yeah like i sat down i think three times to read and it was wasn't for a long period of time because what we have discovered now that we're actually reading it is that this book is so good and like so good it's easy to read like obviously so easy to read it's i was so shocked i thought it was going to be dry boring historical fiction Mm. but it's like riveting even though like not that much is actually happening i'm just like loving getting to know the characters and like understanding the setting of where they are and like the time that they're living in so good it's so interesting it's (laughs) so so good like yeah when did this book come out 2017 i think wait yeah 2017 i'm on the author min jin lee's wikipedia page um Mm. and this book came out in 2017 she has one other novel did you know that 
That's it. Yeah, I thought I saw a picture of it on Goodreads and I thought that it was a new book, but they oh. just redid the cover. Yes, they, they released <laughs> so I was like, it, like kind of re-released yeah. it, but it's from 2007. But yeah. there isn't any news of her like doing another book. Is there, oh, she's got some essays out that she's written for Ooh. magazines. That's kind of cool. Really? But anyways, when this book came out a few years ago, I was like, oh, that sounds stunning and beautiful. And I really, really want it. And then I actually looked around for the different book covers and mm -hmm. I was super into the UK cover. So I actually bought it while uh, I was over there. Look at how pretty the spine is. It's got the title <sighs> um, horizontal, beautiful. which, you know, is fancy when they do that. But also look yeah. at the, the front flap is like the design oh, printed in oh there. Oh my it's goodness. It's so stunning. So yes, I've had this, exactly like you said, I've had this on my shelf for a while. And I think the, I mean, you and me have had it as a possibility for a buddy read for a while. But the thing that actually catalysted us to doing it <laughs> is that the show's coming out. Yes, that's right. Yes. So I think the show comes out sometime in March. Let me Yeah, just... I think it's like near the end of March or like mid-March. So basically we'll probably finish the book right around the time or shortly after the show comes yeah. out i think is kind of the timing yes. which is perfect it comes out march 25th ah, so and then if you recall they're doing some weird release schedule right it was like two okay so yes three episodes come out on march 25th on apple tv plus and then one episode will be released every friday until april 29th to finish Ooh, off the okay. eight episode series. So it like starts off with a bang and then you have to consistently. And then you have to slowly So we have okay. until April 29th, I guess, technically before it finished com finishes coming out. But we were yeah. like, okay, you know what? This is a sign. We have to just do it. And yeah. I completely agree with you. I, I mean, I guess I didn't. Oh, <gasps> I just saw the receipt. The receipt's in here. I love <laughs> that crap. I love that. When did I buy it? Okay, I bought it in london <laughs> i used to be cool and then what but what day did i buy it? i hate receipts where the date isn't clear oh my god okay i bought it june 22nd 2018 so it only took ah. me four years to read it <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. pretty good it feels really good to just dive in and read a book even if it's like it oh it might take me a while to read it yeah and i'm kind of scared of it it's like what the hell just read it yeah exactly like you said i mean it is so easy to read. It's very readable, even mm -hmm. though she's not dumbing it down. I don't feel like she's dumbing it down at all. I just think that no, she's a really not. good writer. So she knows yeah. how to write her content really well. There's a lot of stuff going on that is stuff I don't know about, like a lot mm -hmm. about um, the Korean invasion and occupation. And I'm just like, I don't know about what do I know about that? Right. So like exactly. Learning so we're like along. learning as we read. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a case. I love when translation, not, I guess it's not translation because it's written in English, no. but like when mm -hmm. books set in other cultures do this, where like, it has a couple of words in Korean in here. Yeah. And so yeah. I will like look it up. And it'll, it'll be like, oh, that's the word for this. And I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like the characters will occasionally say one Korean word. It is immersive. It's epic. It feels yeah. epic in scope where it's like we're going on a saga, you know? Um, yeah. And it kind of does definitely remind me of The House of the Spirits by Isabella Allende oh, Because yeah. it's got that historical, slightly political, slightly 
war-oriented, uh, big family saga in this house with a lot of different generations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's got all of that stuff. Yeah. But also, I, I think I'm just equating them because they're both, like, historical fiction books that are 500 to 600 pages. <laughs> um, but we're loving it. So... That's awesome. Yeah, so far, so good. And I'm so glad that it's Sunday now so I can start reading the next section because <laughs> that's kind of how the rotation that we've got going on. Yes. I started it last week on Sunday and I was finished the 80 pages by Tuesday. That's how much I was yeah, enjoying the book. Yeah, you were really like, through oh. it. And I actually was trapped because I didn't realize we were going to start it that week. And so I hadn't brought it with me to Connor's apartment. And I yeah. was like, oh, God, really? And I don't know when I'm going back to my house. But no, it all worked out. And it's so goodness. good. Because I so did not want good. to stop. It's as soon as I started, I was like, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, are you currently reading anything else? No, I just finished the skin we're in yesterday. Right. Okay. So I'll probably be starting something else um, as soon as I finish reading the next 80 pages of Pachinko, but I'm not sure what that'll be yet. Mm. So we shall see. Classic. All right. So we talked about what we've read. We talked about what we're reading. I did a little book haul. Do you happen to have any books to haul this week? Nope. Mm -mm. All right. Well, then I guess it's time to do a little Flight of the Albatross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we talk, especially me, but we talk a lot about Albatross <laughs> by Terry Fallis on this podcast. I don't yep. know how that happened, but it happened. And that's fine with me. So I read it a couple years ago. I absolutely loved it. And then Raylene read it because I wouldn't shut up about it. And she liked it a lot. And it was great. But the thing that we've heard from everyone is that doesn't live in Canada is that it's really hard to get abroad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have heard some tips that... What did you hear about <laughs> Book Outlet? had some book outlet has copies so if anybody wants to look if you guys want to look at book outlet again we don't know what the shipping costs are or if they even ship to your country no affiliation but we've heard that they're that that has some copies but we know it's hard to get so we started raylene started this tradition of if you if we ever <laughs> see it in a thrift store we have to buy it and give it away to the yep. to the pod so on our patreon we asked <laughs> stupid question they're always gonna be stupid because it's <laughs> random like we're actually yeah. picking our winners by random um but for fun we just have people submit a question and uh, answer a question so the question was what is your favorite bird and we had 139 entries and we did a random generator and raylene picked or, or like i guess google picked 77 so it counted mm -hmm. down to the 77th comment and the winner is clara strube we have no idea where they live because I forgot to ask for the, them to share the country, <laughs> but we know they don't live in Canada. Um, but they, I love their comment, actually. Their comment says, oh, I love ravens. So smart. So beautiful. Lords of Darkness. Buddies of Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe. Impeccable style. All black wardrobe. <laughs> marvelous beak. <laughs> what else could one ask for? <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> oh that's awesome so clara you will be receiving a copy of albatross at some point i don't know how long it's going to take to ship where you are because i don't know where you are um <laughs> but there you go so that's really fun uh we will message you privately obviously but raylene we thought it would be fun to talk about what our favorite birds are so oh god i forgot to prepare for this i mean you sent me that picture 
of that tiny little bird, that little poofy. Oh bird. yeah, that wasn't my favorite. That oh. was somebody else sent oh, that I in. See, I, see, I, see. I already forget what he's called, but there was an adorable tiny little bird Beautiful. that I think is native to Japan, oh, and he's yeah. just this little puffball, <laughs> and he's so so cute. Um, but no, I think off the top of my noggin, I would probably say owls. I think owls are really Classic cool, and there's choice. so many different types of owls, and they're very Harry Potter-esque, obviously, so I think that's part of why I feel connected to them, but they're just so beautiful, mm. and nocturnal is cool. I really like that. Yeah. I feel, I feel connected to them. So I don't have a specific type of owl that's my favorite because I don't, I don't know all their names. I'm not like a bird connoisseur, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a fake. I'm a phony. I just think owls look cool. <laughs> So I'm literally typing into, this is insane. I'm on Google. I've typed in crow versus raven call because I, I want to mm. hear, I, there's a particular, I'm thinking about, you know, the cemetery one. Is that a raven oh. or is that a crow? I always confuse them. They're both. I don't know. I like black, crows too though, actually. Birds. I feel like either one of those could hang out at graveyards. Crows rock to call. Ravens just rock, <laughs> says the subtitle. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> That's so funny. What does that mean? Uh, anyway, I like the one that is scary in a in a cemetery. Cemetery raven or crow? Will that Google? T- I always, I literally, I think it's ravens. Wait, why are so many? It's probably ravens. Crows, crows kind of flock. So if you're thinking about like a whole bunch of birds, you'd be probably thinking crow. Fascinating. Well, let's go with Raven, but it might be Raven or Crow. I love their spookiness. So I actually really, I I had already thought of this and then Clara happened to also pick Raven. So yeah, it kind of looks like I'm stealing Clara's (laughs) response, but I promise I'm not. I've always loved their spookiness and their like haunting call. Craw, craw, craw. Mm. It's like it's like death is coming. <laughs> it's it's bad go. news. <laughs> yeah, no good. Um, okay, let's jump into book news because I've got some fun stuff. So this first piece of book news it might be one of my favorite pieces of book news I've ever had, just because of how unhinged it all is. And I, oh God, I actually have already linked you to this stuff so you already know about okay. it but it is currently new york fashion week okay oh, yeah. and you're all thinking new york fashion week book news where's the crossover i wish i could explain but i can't i don't understand what's going on <laughs> it makes no except sense. that otessa moshfeg walked a runway during new york fashion so week. insane how did that happen so cool i just don't understand (laughs) so i'm gonna read from this article on nylon.com by sophia um, june and it says this is literally the start of the article okay and like there's so much going on here about fashion i don't understand i don't know anything about the fashion world but here we go we love a lit girl I think that's a pun already, Raylene. So this is a great Mm -hmm. article. We love a lit girl who's also a little glam. Take Marlo Granado's fabulous New York Magazine cover or Carrie Bradshaw falling on her face in front of Heidi Klum. Otessa Moshbeg, who wrote all your favorite books, including My Year of Rest and Relaxation, is the latest writer to go full glam, walking the Mariam Nasir Zadeh's uh, fall winter 2022 show during New York Fashion Week. 
Even though Moshfeg famously has a sign on her window that reads, in all caps, <laughs> Vanity is the enemy. <laughs> and then I, I think I might disagree with, on so what window? with Sophia here. It says, it's an on-brand move for a writer who feels so private, whose brain feels so on another planet than ours, to casually walk in a fashion show, adding a little glitter to her air of untouchable genius and solidifying her position as a favorite of lit girls worldwide. Plus, there's a cultural collection connection. Both Moshfeg and Nasir Zadeh share an Iranian background. And what's but like what's freaking hilarious to me is this next paragraph says, Moshfeg looks impossibly chic in a rib knit slitted miniskirt with a black leather scarf. Like she goes on to review the clothing. <laughs> like, oh gosh, I guess that's so. beyond me. I think that's so fascinating. And I guess the question I have right is there's currently this maybe not currently I think probably actually there's been a long tradition of this, but currently with people like Zendaya and Anya Taylor Joy. They've been wearing stuff on the runway that matches the projects they're working on. So like Zendaya. Oh yeah, I noticed Zendaya was doing that. Yeah, Zendaya will wear like Spidey type things because of Spider-Man or Dune mm -hmm. inspired outfits because of Dune. And same with Anya Taylor-Joy. Like she was wearing a lot of 60s stuff when she was promoting um, the Last Night in Soho. So I'm just kind of like, is this a publicity move at all related to Lapvona? Like, or, mm. or does she just not care about, she's not even thinking about that. And she's like, her friend just re like <laughs> said, want to walk the show. And she's like, that's hilarious. Of course. I'll I feel that. like it was probably something like that. <laughs> that seems very Otessa to me. I don't know. <laughs> but on this nylon article, there's like a, literally a two second shot of Otessa walking the run, like a video of Otessa watching, yeah. and she just was like modeling down, up and down, and I'm like, nobody <laughs> knows who she is in the audience except for somebody obviously filmed. I'm just obsessed with this, obsessed with it. Okay, so that's that's <laughs> the first piece. I mean, yeah, there's this. She links to this other article on the cut. And if I command F the word vanity, it says, she told me she doesn't give a shit about what she wears now, which may, what, when is this article from? This is from 2018, um, huh. an interview by Catelyn Phillips. Okay, so that's ironic, isn't it? That she, now she's on a fashion show. She told me she doesn't give a shit about what she wears now, which made me feel gauche for wearing a white blazer in the desert, though it was <laughs> linen, but I should have been prepared. I had read that Helen of Troy was her least favorite fictional character, that she's taped a piece of paper that says vanity is the enemy to her window. I think to her like apartment window in New York. I hmm. wanted to know if it was still there. Yeah, although it's really faded now. She smiles without teeth. Whoa. <laughs> it's one of those articles. Okay. Anyway, right. that's a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. And I'm interested to see if there's any developments. Like, what if... I would... Honestly, I would love if Otessa Moshfeg just became a model. She just quit writing. Yeah, she's writing. Like, Whatever. <laughs> she's like, I'm on to the next thing now. Yeah. Uh, that's epic. Okay. And then my second piece of book news... Then I only have two this week because I think that they're both really interesting. Is the announcement well it's not really announcement but like the, the the teaser trailer of the amazon prime show the rings of power oh yeah 
this is a whole can of worms <laughs> that I don't care to really go. I'm not going to go into the ins and outs. I am not reviewing the show. I am not reviewing the casting. I'm not reviewing decisions made by showrunners somewhere in the States. I'm just here to report the news, right? <laughs> I am, but an honest journalist. <laughs> um, but this is really interesting. So... <sighs> <laughs> my my brain was just like, where do I begin this story? Where do, how do I go back to the forties to the, to the the creation of this book series? No, I've gone too far back. Basically, I'll just personalize it. My family is super into Lord of the Rings. I was raised mm. on Lord of the Rings. My dad loves this book series the way you and me love Harry Potter, right? Like yeah, when he I was in it. university in high school, these were his favorite books that he read over and over again. He read The Cimmerillion and the different books in the series that like share the lore. It was everything to mm -hmm. him. So when the Peter Jackson movies came out in the early 2000s, I was like six, seven, eight. My brother was four, five, six. And he, my dad like took us to see the movies multiple times in the cinema oh, because he was so excited about it. It was like, like I said, like his favorite book series being adapted. Like it's a nuts. That's it's huge. a nuts experience, especially for like the time where it was like fantasy wasn't being made like this. Now we have like Game of yeah. Thrones and different series like that. So it doesn't feel as big of a deal. But back then, fantasy wasn't made in this way. It was like a lot more mm -hmm. parody and like the Princess Bride and stuff like that. That's kind of just yeah. totally different, not taking it quote unquote seriously. So anyways, I remember going to see these movies. I remember my the excitement of my dad. Um, and like my dad taking us to different fast food places that were doing different um, <laughs> special like release toys of the different yeah. action figures and stuff. Like it was such a big deal to my childhood. And then subsequently, it's just a big deal for my family. Right. So like the nostalgia and everything, it's just too much for my family not to be invested in like what's going to go on here. So when we heard Absolutely. about it, we were like, OK, this is very interesting. It's going to be a prequel series. Obviously, I'm in uh, whatever Amazon Prime is the one funding it. Maybe that's too bad. Whatever. At least they've got yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> We're like, at least they have. We they know that much. Yeah. They don't have to be stingy <laughs> on the budget. And then uh, photos got released and we were like, uh oh, it looks it looks like they're wearing makeup. <laughs> Why does it look like they're wearing makeup? I don't know. And then this teaser trailer got announced and it got released during super bowl i was trying to explain super bowl sunday to a british person <laughs> and i was like the commercials are as important as the game and they were like what and i was like i'm not american i can't explain it fully it's just a big deal a lot of things get announced that day um anyways the teaser trailer has been divisive to say the least mm. okay the people a nation torn apart <laughs> like and I, I mean middle earth okay that nation has been yeah. torn apart the fans as always are just full of opinions and mm -hmm. some people are upset about this thing and some people are upset about this thing i will say that me my brother and connor are not excited about it we're like oh no it just looks like yeah. kind of cringy fantasy and it doesn't look like it has the care <sighs> and the story of the original book or of like what the lord of the rings movies have of that like really 
the focus on storytelling and character it looks more mm-hmm. like it's just a bit like a v- vanity and like cool action shots and i'm like oh god yeah. but the thing is it's a teaser trailer we saw one minute of a of a like a <laughs> yeah, giant show true. so we're still gonna like give give it the at least the trailer and probably we'll watch the first episodes right like we can't help ourselves mm-hmm. but whew, yeah big book series Big, so that's why, by the way, to loop back to earlier in the episode, that's why we were like, let's read The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Like, let's go yeah, back into yeah. the real world. Well, the real world, the, the original <laughs> material and like immerse ourselves in it because we love it so much. So, yeah, there you go. That was Very a big nice. book news situation. Let's yeah, jump seriously. into the book recommendations. How about you read them? <laughs> out? Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right. Huh. Read us these book recommendations and let's get some people the books they need. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, so this first one comes from Moira who says, Hello, I am currently trying to control my compulsive book buying habit. That's very admirable, let me just say. (laughs) Um, By making a list of only 20 books which I'm allowed to buy myself throughout the year, all responding to prompts. Do you have any suggestions for prompt number 19, a book set in nature? any season preferably nothing too sad and bonus points for something translated lots of love from scotland very good very interesting so what did you pick i'm really okay. curious books about nature i have one that i was like i'm wondering if you might you might have picked a similar one so i picked I want three you to do it first. I don't ah know. okay i i have two lined up okay cool so the first one i wanted to mention very quickly because i talk about it too much Blue Horses by Mary Oliver. If you want to read about mm. nature and you haven't read Mary Oliver, wow, do I have the book for you. <laughs> Most beautiful wow. nature poetry ever. I think you'll really enjoy it. But then I was like, what is a book I'm really looking forward to reading about nature? And it's Orwell's Roses by Rebecca Solnate. Oh, yeah. Um, it's such a beautiful book. And like, personally, if I was on, if I was limiting myself to only buying 20 books, I'd want them to be really beautiful, interesting, yeah. unique books. And I think Orwell's Roses is one of the most stunning books I've purchased in a long time. So mm-hmm. that one. But then I wanted to actually re- review and recommend one that I've actually read. Uh, I mean, I've read Blue Horses, but I talked about it too much. So the one <laughs> that came to mind was Into the Wild by John Krakauer. So I think part of the reason that I really enjoyed this book is the story of how I read it. So my brother and I were driving across the country, the whole country from BC (laughs) to Nova Scotia. Okay. That's long. That's a long drive. Entire country. And remember, it's the second biggest country in the world. Um, (laughs) So area area wise obviously anyways so we were driving across the country we were listening to music doing like talking doing all sorts of different things but then on one of the days we were like i think on the second day we were like wouldn't it be fun if we did an audiobook together and we were like yeah let's what book could we do we were like talking about it and then we we're like well we're literally about to drive through the wilds of manitoba and we were talking about how, there was this crazy do you remember this crazy case a couple of years ago where these two guys ran away i forget what crime they committed they committed some insane oh. crime and so they yes. ran away to flee obviously the the police and yeah. they just ran into the wilds of manitoba and then they were found a couple weeks later obviously dead because you cannot survive in the wilds of manitoba yeah. <laughs> just not nuts. a good idea 
just nuts. And so we were thinking about that, and then we were thinking about Into the Wild. We we're like, neither of us had read Into the Wild, but we we're like, isn't that about like a similar thing? Like someone goes in the wild and they pass away. We we're like, let's read it. I and I think I had it already on audible or something like that but anyway that night at the motel cj downloaded the book onto his phone and we did we listened to it while driving across the open and very very empty wilds of both manitoba and southern ontario listen if sorry northern ontario if there's a place to fear it's that region okay? okay not only is it just trees uh, it's like a it's the Trans Canada uh, Highway. It's amazing. Highway number one. It goes across the entire country, and it's so empty and scary and horrifying. Especially we were driving in winter; it was November, and it's just like one road where you. It's like you know how people talk about Route sixty six, where it's like down in the desert in in America, where it's mm. like yeah. you have to fill up. There's like places where it warns you like you have to fill up your gas tank now or you're not going to make it to another gas station yeah that's not a thing in amy amy and rogers epic detour (laughs) yeah exactly but that happens in this stretch like there's gas there's very few gas stations because there's very few pop people that live in these areas so anyways it's very it was literally the perfect time to read that book and we listened to it together and we had such a fun time discussing it because i mean obviously what happened to him is really sad um and so i'm not trying to like say we were commenting on his decisions but at the same time you're listening to a story and the book is not written by him it's written by a journalist who's kind of being Mm -hmm. like maybe if he'd done this or if he had done this and here's a story of a similar so that's the other thing that's interesting about the book like he doesn't only talk about chris mccandless's adventures in alaska he also is talking about some other people who have similar ish um adventures in alaska and it's just terrifying how they all go wrong how they all just go horribly i'm so scared of alaska (laughs) like anyway but like you talk about how like what should he have done what could he have done different like oh that was the moment where it all went to hell if that hadn't Mm -hmm. happened so it's so interesting to discuss as well but it is very much like man or like human whatever humankind versus nature and how nature will win every single time <laughs> yep it's brutal loved it have you read that book no but you're really making me think i should Sick. i really enjoyed it we me and cj really enjoyed it and then it's also just like i said it's just such a nice memory of me and my brother reading a book together and now i'm like we should go on a road trip and listen to another book like that sometime yeah it's so good okay i take it over to you what nature book do you have <laughs> Okay, so I haven't really read any good nature books, so I found two that I haven't read cool. that I thought I would give a shout out. I'll start with the first one that involves road trip because you were just talking about oh, road trips. Um, Travels with Charlie in Search of America by John Steinbeck. I think oh, this book yeah. sounds so good. Wait. It's about John Steinbeck yeah. later in his life going on a road trip with his poodle um, <laughs> to discover America. Like, to... <laughs> It just sounds so funny. Um, it but yeah, been, it's like it could have quest. been any dog, but the fact that it's a poodle makes I it know. so much. His French poodle. 
Um, awesome. But yeah, so it says like, so it's not necessarily, I, I mean, I think that there is some nature, but obviously he is on the road as well for most of it. But he like, it says he drives the interstates and the country roads, dines with truckers, encounters bears at Yellowstone and old friends in San Francisco. Um, along the way, he reflects on the American character, racial hostility, the particular form of American loneliness he finds almost everywhere and the unexpected kindness of strangers. Mm. So it seems like a cool like travel book, but also like he rediscovers the beauty like the beautiful parts of america because he obviously wrote about all of his novels are written in america like are about america and so this is about him kind of like trying to rediscover his country Mm -hmm. you know and i think that seems really beautiful so it's not so much like primarily in nature i don't think but i think that that sounds like a really good book anyway um but the other book i wanted to give a shout out is a book that i know you bought i thought you were going to recommend this one but you haven't read it so um prodigal summer by barbara kingsolver Oh, yes, I do this own it. You've like actually really bought that good... book for me. I did. I forgot, actually, that yeah. I did that for a second there. <laughs> um, but this one sounds really cool. It's about a woman who is a reclusive wildlife biologist who lives in an isolated mountain cabin. Great. Um, <laughs> and it says she watches... Spooky. Yeah. Sounds spooky, <laughs> but also, like, deeply rooted in nature, which yes, I think yes. is really cool. Um, she's, like, in the forested mountains. There's farms and totally. there's coyotes. And... I think that it sounds so cool. Like, I, know, I don't know. That's if why it's I want sad. it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. I can't comment on that because I haven't read it. But I think it seems like a really cool book. And it says over. It takes place over the course of one humid summer. So Oof. that would be a good summer read if you want to buy a nature book to read in the summertime. I feel like this could be the one. Yeah, I really like want to read it I now. remember. I don't remember what the occasion was that you bought it for me but like you it was one of those situations where you were like what are some books you would want so maybe my birthday yeah it must have been your birthday yeah and i mentioned that one um because i had been doing some research into like great books about nature slash climate change Mm, and that book came up so if that gives any clues to anybody yeah totally it does sound so good unfortunately it's also kind of long I think you should just go for it as we're discovering. You know, if a book is good, it doesn't matter how long it is. In fact, you want it to be long if it's a good book. That's true. You're not wrong. You want it to keep going. (laughs) All right. Shall we hop into the second recommendation? Yes. Gosh, I'm so excited for this one. Okay. Okay. So this one comes from Mintu, who says, Hi, I love Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> and I think I think she sent in this request a while ago because she says, And since it is spooky season, I would like to hear recommendations for books that you could see Helena being cast in if it was adapted. It doesn't have to be spooky, but she often gives that vibe with her roles. Hello from Finland. Hello, Mintu from Finland. Amazing. So this one is so much fun i picked two books did you have a hard time with this because i kind of did it first and then suddenly it clicked (laughs) i actually did have a hard time with this one i thought like when we read it and when we picked it i was like this is so much fun i also love helena bonham carter i'm sure there will be something easy and perfect it was not easy um i also won't dare to say it was perfect what i picked but my computer's (laughs) about to die hold on ah Oh, God. Everyone, as I put my headphones back on, I just moved my desk. And so there's like a lot of things that are not where they should be. And hence why the computer (laughs) was unplugged when usually it's plugged in. Anyways, Helena, what did you pick? (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I was 
having a tough time because I wanted to try and pick something that wasn't a spooky book because I was trying to think like she is capable of doing other mm, things as well. Like she was yes. in Ocean's 8 and played like a really funny character. That was um, fun seeing her in that. Have you seen her in Howard's right? End? No, I haven't. Me neither. But Or I think I watched like, yeah, you know what happened? I watched part of it in like, because it, it was on a channel. Me and my mom were flicking through and we just ended up putting it on. Mm-hmm. Um, am I thinking of Howard's End? I'm thinking of the wrong book, aren't I? It was her first movie. Anyway, I'll find it while you while oh. you keep going with your okay. thought process. <laughs> but anyway, so I was trying to think of some other types of things that she could be in. And I was like, nah, I ended up just going back to the spooky kind of vibes. Well, kind of for one of them. The main one, I think that would be so fun. Actually, both of them are adaptations that have already been made, but they're animated movies. Okay. So I'm thinking if they do a live action oh, version, gotcha. I think that she would be able to play the other mother from Coraline. Oh, a Which I guess you would play the regular mother yeah. too but like which yeah I think which would be, be super so cool good at that like i think she'd be super, exactly. super good at doing because she can be like just normal. a normal person yeah. and then also an absolutely maniac crazy person with button eyes so i feel like that would really <laughs> suit her being able to kind of play with both of those roles yes. so that's the one that i feel like is like the ideal helena bonham carter movie mm. for her to be so that was my main one but then i just kept scrolling through my books to see if anything else popped up and i thought that she would also make a great witch of the waste of Howl's moving castle yep i feel it because i feel like she's really good at being villainous and like kind of crazy and i feel like she could like bring a new kind of layer to that character and like totally i don't know just make her kind of like cool at the same time because in the animated movie, The Witch of the Waste isn't exactly very cool. She's And she's not, like, as scary, I don't think, as she could have been. I feel like Helena Bonham Carter could make her kind of more scary, which would be nice. I totally... Make her a little bit of a spooky character. I totally agree. I think those are great picks. Um, Thank you. I was wrong about Howard's End. I just confused it slightly. It, she Her first, like, feature film, like, obviously she'd done little projects before that, and she had a TV movie, but her first, like, proper thing was A Room with a View. Oh, okay. And look at how oh stunning goodness. and young she she has. She looks I think so she kind of has my hair. <laughs> Not gonna... A little bit, yeah. <laughs> to my own horn over here. But yeah, she has this, like, she looks so different. I, it's because she's, like, she's 17 she's very or something. Young. Yeah. Um, oh wow anyways but yeah that's like a very normal period drama piece so mm-hmm. obviously not always she hasn't always been spooky but um the things i thought of are sort of similar to yours like <laughs> like okay i thought in stardust if they ever did like a mini series version of stardust mm. or something which i would so be down for i think she <laughs> would do a great job playing the the head witch um in the movie version it's played by michelle pfeiffer and i think michelle pfeiffer does an amazing job like i don't i don't i'm not like oh they could have really improved on but if they're doing like a new version it's a new mini series yeah. and there's like a Amping new witch up. that they could do i'm like just like you i think helena bonnet would do a fantastic witch she's a great witch um yeah. the second thought i had is again sort of similar to yours because you so we both have done a neil gaiman now um but you also did a coral is obviously a kid's book I thought if they, and they won't because they've already done two of them, but if they did another version of a series of unfortunate events. She, I actually thought of this. <laughs> did you say that she would be a great Count Olaf? 
That's exactly what oh, I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> that's so funny. That's hilarious. I thought about it and then I was like, no, that's weird. I'm not going to mention that. I but mean, that is totally what I was thinking. I would I love a female it, Count Olaf. Yeah, Countess Olaf. The more Olaf. I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that would actually be so perfect like she's spooky yeah. and demanding but funny and quirky and also like very theatrical which count yeah Olaf like she's is. got it all i think that she would be perfect um i think that'd be so funny okay and then the final one i picked is a little bit um, i don't think it's boring i i think she'd just <laughs> genuinely be really good in it but i think she'd be a fantastic lady macbeth in another oh, adaptation 100%. of yeah so they Again, I don't think we're going to get this. Maybe she's done it for the stage. I was so sure. I was like, you know what? She's so perfect for that that I wonder if she's already done it. And I, I did a very quick Google and I didn't find that she'd been in a movie version of it. But maybe she's done it or could do it for the stage. But obviously this year they just released that new version with Denzel Washington and Frances McDormand. So I'm scared we probably won't get another one for a while. And yeah. so maybe she won't ever do it. But. She'd be so perfect for a Lady Macbeth character because Absolutely. Do you did you ever see The King's Speech? No, actually. I never so saw she's that. in that one and she plays quite a kind of she plays the queen's mother. Yeah, cuz she's I think she's married to uh Colin Firth in that one. So she plays that kind of royal uh political like mm -hmm. in charge kind almost businesswoman type character. But then, obviously, yeah, we know perfect. that she's Bellatrix and can go completely unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, that's literally Lady Macbeth's arc. Is like, starts mm -hmm. out as sort of a semi-reasonable, interesting uh, politician's wife figure, in, quote, in air quotes. And then moves into, like, wanting too much. <laughs> yeah. And then feeling bad about going it. Going nuts. And then going crazy. So, yeah. I think she'd be so perfect. Also, like, her hair. I can just imagine her hair growing with her oh, madness. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> uh, I think that's perfect. I don't think that's boring at all. I think that's okay, a really cool. good good casting. Thanks, man. Think Maybe I should be a You're casting welcome. director. Hmm. Huh. I think so. Interesting. Very fascinating. <laughs> huh. Well, this was a super packed episode. I really had a, a, a lot of fun chatting with you, Raylene. Thank you, as always, for joining me on the pod. Yes. We are about to go and record our Patreon mini podcast, Books on bucket we record and release these every week in tandem with our main episode so mm -hmm. if you if you're dying for more <laughs> that's where you can get it our patreon is always linked in the show notes but it's patreon.com forward slash books unbound I almost said books on bucket. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Right. You said unbound and I was like, huh? I know. Incredible. <laughs> this uh, question was submitted by Belinda. Uh, Belinda asks, I think this is a really fun question. What mm. would you make your hypothetical children read? Can be both like what you would read out loud to them mm. or books you would see as sort of required reading to be a human living in this world situation. Uh, yep. maybe when they're teens so I love, I love this question because you bet I've thought about it <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go record that thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will we'll talk to you guys next week bye, bye.